yeah, check it out. Um, no, no, I'm gonna butcher this. Novel, Novo, Novo, Novo. Man, Nouveau you're French. How do you say it, mate? What? <laughs> you all speak European. Yeah, you're all from Europe. You all speak European. European. Right. Yeah. That's me, Martin. Back to you, mate. Well, thank you. For bonjour. That. Bonjour. <laughs> Hello, good evening. Welcome to Movies, Music and Madness. We basically, every week, choose an album and a movie each um, and this, from a particular year and time and discuss it. Yeah, we usually have a, a lot of fun doing it. So hopefully you're going to have a bit of fun listening to us talk about the year 2004 today. Um, my name's Martin, I'm hosting tonight and joining me as always is David, Ian and Glenn. How are you doing, fellas? All good. All good. Hey. Yeah, good, Martin. Thank you. You're yep. a Martin. So, 2004. So, I think to kick off tonight, we're going to go straight in with the music. David, do you want to kick us off with your album choices? There we go. Johnny on the spot. Right. So, 2004 albums. I actually have one. I actually own one, uh, which is something of a minor miracle, given that most of mm. my records predate my own birth. <laughs> <laughs> so to actually own something from 2004 is a, is an achievement in some ways. So I went for female vocals, French accent, bossa nova slash quite jazzy kind of beats and covers, all covers. French new wave, new wave band called Nouvelle, Nouvelle Vague. Nouvelle Vague, I think it's called. Um, so I bought this album back in the day. French cover band founded by Mark Collin and Olivia Lebour in 2003. Uh, unique style combines elements of bossa nova, new wave and punk, reinterpreting classics from these genres. Uh, it's best known for its rotating cast of female vocalists, many of whom were not familiar with the original songs that they performed. Um, thus providing a fresh take on quite iconic tracks you'll hear. Um, gained massive international acclaim in 2004 for the release of their debut album, which I'm reviewing. Um, so I'm going to put on a couple of tracks. One you will know from Punk Years. Front door, how you gonna come with your hands on your head or on the trigger of your gun when the law break in? How you gonna go shot down on the pavement or waiting on death row? You can bruise us, but you have to answer too. Oh, the guns of Trickster. <laughs> Bit of a modern interpretation on the Clash's classic, yeah? Something different. Um, it's one of, I think it's one of the tracks that actually got this band off the ground. They were kind of toying with the idea of um wouldn't it be quite cool to do some of these classic punk songs in a different style different genre what do you think guys it reminds me of uh it makes me want to put my doc martens on and a studded neck collar and go and get a croissant yeah <laughs> <laughs> how about you guys <laughs> Yeah, makes me want to get my nose pierced and start wearing a beret. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm look. I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip to the neck. My, my favorite track now. Children out there, um, switch off because there's some bad language in this one, and because I've just said that, they're all tuning into our podcast now. Uh huh. So, uh -huh. <laughs> 
This is why. This is why. Go to Sunday morning album. Who did That's the right. original of that? Was that on the way to church? You bang that on. Yeah, you're like, oh, just getting warmed up. Yeah, it's a cool way. That's cool. Yeah, this is such a chill album. I mean, that's obviously quite a fun track. And my last track, I'm going to share just a little snippet just to show that I've got quite a range. Friday night, Saturday morning. I don't like life when things get dull. The hen party have saved the night and freed themselves from drunken stats. Having fun and dancing in a circle around the leather bag. Pretty much the anthem for most of us back in our 20s, I think. Oh, God, that sounds good. Friday night, Saturday morning. So this is um, quite an eclectic bunch of songs because um, although the um, vocals are all female and it's all that kind of jazzy, lots of brushes on the drums, uh, a lot of acoustic stuff going on, uh, probably most of it done on a synth or keyboard or something like that, I suspect, some sort of machine. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of um, electric guitar in there, <laughs> if any, but uh, definitely um, a really chilled album for a Sunday morning. Uh, and this yeah. is sort of covers I really like. It's a different, it's an interpretation on the song yeah. and it's different. And you know what? I That's, that's my preferred cover style, something a little bit different um, compared mm. to if I want to, you know, just a note by note, I'll just listen to the original. So, that, mm. that I like that you and I used to listen to that heaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was just by accident I stumbled across it. Look, covers "Lovers Love Will Tear Us Apart" by Joy Divisions on there. It's a mm. great, great cover. Um, "Marion" by the Sisters of Mercy. I mean, yeah, I've gone to town and just gone had a bit of fun with this thing, right? It's not too Sounds serious. Sounds good. And it is good. Yeah, I've done a good job. Mm, I have to check uh, that cover, out for sure. As cover cover albums go, um, it's one of the better ones I think I've I've heard. Um. And yeah, check it out. Um, no, no, I'm gonna butcher this. Novel, nouveau, <laughs> nouveau, nouveau. Man, you French. How do you say it, mate? What? <laughs> Your anyway. Europeans all look the same. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> you all speak European. <laughs> yeah, you're all from Europe. You speak European. European. Right. Yeah. That's me, Martin. Back to you, mate. Well, thank you. For bonjour, that. bonjour. <laughs> Only a couple of hundred miles. Yeah. Creme de la Mont. The... We're all friends now. Creme de Mont. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oui, oui. Yeah. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, dear. Apologise to our French listeners. Both of them. Yep, but that's two. <laughs> We're down to one now. Okay. Yep, right. that's all right. <laughs> They're all the same anyway. Um. Yeah, oh. moving on. Um, I'm going to go next, or not? Yeah, um, I've chosen an album. Um, yeah, 2004. Um, the um, it was a debut album for a male singer-songwriter, an American guy. Um, had one big hit at the time off the back of this album, um, but has since released seven more studio albums since 2004. So reasonably prolific um and his name is raymond charles jack lamontagna but is his better known ray lamontagna uh and the album is called trouble um 
sort of uh, hard to kind of pigeonhole him in terms of style, really. Sort of solely um, folky singer-songwriter, really. It's the best I can kind of do. Um, he, uh, yeah, this was his first album. Uh, and interestingly enough, um, he didn't really get into music in a big way until waking up one morning um, and his radio alarm clock was playing a song by Stephen Stills called uh, Tree Trop, Treetop Flyer. I don't actually know that song. Don't you guys, any of you guys know that song? No. 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 Um, but basically, that was the thing that, that, that made him quit his job and begin a, a career as a singer-songwriter. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, his music kind of gets sometimes con uh, compared to the likes of Ryan Adams, not Brian Adams, Ryan Adams, uh, Nick Drake, Tim Buckley, um, Beck, um, but also, yeah, um, elements of sort of Otis Redding from time to time in there as well. Um, so I'm going to go start off tonight with the title track from the album, which is, yeah, Trouble. Uh, and this was the, the single as well, the lead single. Strong vocals, eh? Yeah, what Very I really strong. like about him is he's got a really raspy voice. Um, yeah. But at the same time, there's something really smooth about it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I can like, hear the Otis reading in that. Yeah, right? Oh, I can indeed, yep. yeah. Uh, yeah, he's definitely good. got soul. Um, yeah, um, most of it, all of his songs on this first album really are kind of quite stripped back in terms of it being very kind of just acoustic guitar and, and like a real basic kind of drum and mm. uh, uh, it sounds a bit Paul he sounds a bit Paolo Nutini doesn't he yeah there's a bit of that in there as well mm. yeah definitely nice. um and I think you know around that kind of time there were a few artists kind of starting to emerge really in that kind of style there was mm. a bit more of that kind of harking back to that sort of 70s troubadour mm -hmm. kind of style of playing happening um, yeah, you know, I, I did kind of dig around on the internet to try and find out a bit more about him, but there's actually not a lot really about him online. Um, it's quite kind of enigmatic. Um, but, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, a lot of his songs tend to seem to get picked up by TV and film. Um, he gets a lot of placements through those. Um, including that track, and it was used um, uh, in a TV show. I can't remember what it was now. One about fire engine guys and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, um, as I say, he's on his eighth album, or he's just recently released his eighth album. Um, and he kind of changes his styles up as well, like the second album that he released, which is called Till the Sun Turns Black. It's definitely got a more kind of R&B, slightly more soul, and I mean, Latin terms like 
horn section and stuff kind of coming through. Um, so kind of like mm -hmm. it, it sound has kind of evolved through the years. Um, second one I'm going to play for you tonight is a track called um, Hold You In My Arms. So a bit of a ballady type one. You came to me with your bad dreams and your fears. Was easy to see you've been crying. Seems like everywhere you turn, catastrophe reigns. Who really us from the die? So now my, I kind of discovered, I, heard, I think I heard the single on the radio, I think I heard Trouble on the radio, and I think that's what kind of hooked me straight away, and I just thought, oh, that's different. I've not heard that for quite a while. Um, so it was, um, yeah, I remember quite vividly it kind of coming out. Um, Back in the UK, right? Back yeah, I was living in Scotland at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it, it, the whole album, it's just got that vibe say mm. it's really chill um but there's something very kind of intimate and it draws you in as you're kind of listening to the songs i mean it's very much like a storytelling type of album mm. yeah um yeah um and uh yeah I, I i just it's just stuck with me that album it's one that i do go back to every now and again and just kind of whack on again a really good sort of like um sunday morning album mm. <laughs> you know uh just kind of eases you that's into a show day. That could be a show one day. There you go, Sunday morning albums. <laughs> if you if you time. like that, then I would highly recommend checking out Ryan Adams' um, Heartbreaker. Yeah, um, I'm not not sure if you've heard that one, guys, but um, oh, that's a goodie, and it sounds well, he, similar to that, just beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Ryan Adams had, had an album called Gold, I think, which yes, came out around right. about the same yes. time as this, actually. Yep. And as yep. I say, it was kind of like there were a few of them sort of came about around about yeah. the same time. And from the States as well. Not sort of yep. like, it wasn't a European thing. It was very much like an American thing. That kind of came Gold's around. a really good record as well. Really is. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right, Glenn, what have you got for us today? Okay. I've got the Arcade Fire or Arcade Fire from Montreal. Um, Arcade Fire, um, bit of a rabble of a band when I think about it. I went and saw them live at, <laughs> at, at um, oh, one of the big day outs. And I wasn't, you know, for amazingly, how they were able to actually create the sound that they did when they looked like a complete rabble was beyond me. Um, <laughs> they looked a mess and they were all over the show, yet the sound was really good. Um, so I've chosen their um, first debut album called Funeral. And Funeral was recorded in about 10 days um, in a couple of bedrooms in some way, so quite indie. Um, and it was set, set up on, uh, on the backdrop of a whole bunch of the band members' f extended families having um, people dying in their families. So that was the reason why it was called Funeral. I know it sounds heavy, but it's a knot, and it's set amongst the backdrop of um, that, but also young love and love and young people being young people when this all this heavy stuff is going on and falling in love. So the first one I'm going to play tonight is called Tunnels. And again, it, it talks about exactly that. You know, I'm going to create a tunnel to your house and we're going to meet up and it'll be good despite all this. 
So that's neighborhood number one, or tunnels, as it's known. Um, it introduced a sort of a different sound to the whole indie genre, that sort of big euphoric sort of sing-alongs and Anthemic. was quite sort of... Anthemic yes, that's the Anthemic and with a disco backbeat there on the hi-hat. Yeah, that's um, exactly right. Very yep. fr- friend. You had a lot of a few bands doing that, right? Franz Ferdinand came out about that time. I think they had the table mm-hmm. album this mm-hmm. year. Yeah, Razor Light. Razor Light. Razor Light. That time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Killers. The Killers were at, um, Killers. You know, at the peak of their powers around this time. Um, well, yeah, it's a pretty so unique it, sound, 2004, isn't it? Really? Yeah, this, these guys uh, yeah, are right it, in the middle of it. Yeah, and it's been it's been regarded as a sort of a modern classic. This particular one, it's still their best. Yeah, um, I think they sort of became a bit overblown, just kind of like the size of their band. Um, however, this was um, hugely influential. So many copycat sort of bands followed, like of Monsters and Men, for example. Um, oh, yeah, yep, um, David Bowie raved about it. So you know, when David Bowie raved about an album, I was like, oh, okay, I will go check it out. But, you know, and he was right. It, it is a, it's actually quite a joyful sort of a listen, despite some somewhat of the heavy subject matter. Um, yeah, I'll play another one of their, my favorite tracks of theirs, and this is called Wake Up. ending sort of that goes like this. Oh. That's awesome. Yeah. You could do the Carlton dance. Yeah, and it just has a little little shuffler ending there. Yeah. Pull the notes baseline. <laughs> Exactly, and that's the arcade fire with um, that's called Wake Up. It's, it's um, kind of the evolution of the garage band, isn't it? From the garage band sound of the Strokes, yeah, the Strokes, yeah, Strokes. From, yeah, I think they were late good. 90s that, or something, right? And yeah, that was a their debut was brilliant too. Yeah, and just listening to that track you had on that distorted guitar was just totally that garage band sound that, but that obviously you know built on that and that anthemic kind of. I don't know what synths or whatever they've got going on top of that but there's so many so many instruments and there was about what what 20 of them on bloody stage no it wasn't that many but it was certainly a lot and they there was like ten dollars each there was this there was this ginger headed bloke, bloke running around with the drum and he's like bam ba dam ba dam ba dam and <laughs> then you had the you had the um people on um the violins and everything so it was actually full on but remarkably no matter how crap it looked they were able to project that and it was wonderful to sing along to things like that um mm. it's good really good fun yeah so it's definitely sort of, like kind of got that wall of sound kind of thing going on oh, it's huge. Like how, how much shit can we throw at this yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and and not all of these stuff has stuck some of their albums have actually you know i thought they were quite stink but this one this one stuck and it's it's a beauty um so yeah, if you haven't heard it, it's um, well worth going and checking out. Mm. Cool. Mm. And that leaves us within. So, what have you got for us, mate? Yeah. Well, good. good evening, guys. I've uh, I had an interesting I had an interesting selection this year because uh, Martin's wife chose it for me. Steph, 
So I I had an album in mind, but over the weekend we were chatting about music, and so uh, it's definitely something I probably wouldn't pick. Uh, the album is uh, by Keen. It's called Hopes and Fears, and it's interesting. I found found it really interesting reviewing this album because um, I think Keen is probably a band that a lot of people have heard the name of, but how much of their music they've heard, you know, um, like like myself, I've definitely heard of them, but not heard heaps of their music. And when I think of Keen, I think of that song that was on the radio, that kind of, that one that goes, and like kind of whiny, whingy. Now I've got to be careful reviewing this because Steph's asked me to do it, but I'm doing it in my honest way. So when I, when I, any other way, there you go. So when I think of Kane, I think of that kind of whiny sound, but that is a really good example of the power of radio. They take a hit and they bang it on, and if it doesn't sit with you, they continue to plug it for as long as it's on the charts. And you've got to remember 2004. I don't, I don't think we had Spotify, did we? No. That was so. I mean, radio Nap, was still Napster. pretty big. Do you remember Napster? Napster. I do remember Napster. Yeah, I, I think radio was still pretty predominant. Yeah, it and was. they just they smashed the hell out of that tune. So I was reviewing the album, and it starts with that tune, and I thought, okay, well, and it's quite interesting because when you listen to the whole album, you then start to understand that uh, that's that is his style, or their style, maybe. Uh, that's their sound and their style. It's predominant throughout the whole album. They, they don't really change. It's that. Um, the album, let's give you a track so you can have a listen. This song is called Bend and Break. Dig this. And the album is actually just full of some little gems like this. So you've you've got that that radio song they slaughtered, and uh, but the they've yeah the album's really really good. It's a fantastic album. It's called Hopes and Fears, and it's an album you should own. Does that uh, I listened to it? Yeah, reminds hey? me of Coldplay. I know it's got that Coldplay kind of. It also remi- it also reminded me of sort of early U two as well. Well, nice really unforg- unforgettable fire type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I find really fascinating about this album is there's no guitars on it. Mm. Yeah, so there's, a, there's a piano. lot of piano. Yeah, all of that rhythmic stuff that you hear that sounds yeah. like a guitar isn't a guitar, it's all piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I is think that is why? Just, is that why Steph likes it? Because you play piano. Ah, 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 no, ah. I doubt it. <laughs> 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 that would be the normal thing that puts her off. Um, yeah. No, um, no, it's. I think that production-wise, it's really, really interesting to listen to because again, it's like similar to what you know someone like you know Brian May would do on a, on a record. It's like lots of stacked, but in this case, instead of it being stacked guitar, it's actually stacked piano. So you'll hear like there's it's lots of like rhythmic chordal kind of stuff, but then there's like any of the like arpeggiated lines that go over the top and stuff, just like single note patterns and things going along over the top still piano um so it is literally like listening to like six pianos being played all at the same time when you when you put it on you get and you start to get to about track four or five and i definitely recommend it as a road trip album because that's how i listen to it in the car it's quite it's a long album it's maybe a little bit too long one criticism i think the album's just a bit too long but uh it's a great road trip album because it just it's uh really good and when you put it on it it just reminds me of a proper album you know it's not junky music it's proper lyrics proper music proper produced 
They're a British band. Uh, this song's called Everyone's Changing. I love that lyric. Everybody's oh. changing, but I don't feel the same. That's a fabulous line. Isn't it just, you know? We've, oh, all, we've all been there. Man, yeah, totally. And, and that, that's your album's full of great lyrics. Uh, Hopes of Fears comes as a lyric in one of the songs he does. But uh, it's a really good album. It's Yeah, it's quite deep. Like, um, it definitely sort of takes you on a bit of a journey, I think. And when he's it's obviously titled hopes and fears so some of the songs are quite quite dark i'd mm. say they're quite deep um but they are written in a style that's easy to listen to and i'm actually so glad i got a chance to re-listen to it because i just thought keen were average and they're not this is the last song on the review for me it's called bed shaped So here's a cool thing about this this album is uh, if you're going to listen to it, I, th- I think again to give it some sort of justice because of the way it's produced, you've got to crank it. It's got to be loud, and uh, that definitely helps let the keenness flow through you. You know, because yeah. it's a it's a good bloody solid. It's a solid album, real solid. So thank you, Steph. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna jump. Sorry, you go, Glenn. I was just going to say, it reminds me a lot of The Bends by Radiohead. I'm so, say, it's got a real Tom York vibe. Yeah, does it what? Oh, and this is oh, it. The yeah. guy's vocal range is just can insane. Can he hit a note? Man. Um, I, I, I'm going to go and have a listen to some of their live stuff to see how, mm. it, how it translates onto the stage. Um, because I mean, you got to remember 2004. It's got a very 2004 yeah. sound in terms of the production. Totally. Um, and it is to- totally that not the last tune, the one before, and I think you cut it off just before the piano riff came in. It's mm-hmm. totally Coldplay all over that. You could just switch Chris's voice in for that, and it would be a Coldplay track. That one, um, this, and it was a radio hit. That was another radio hit because I recognized yeah, it. this this four or five on the album. Yeah, the album. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably underselling it. The album was, I think, it was nine times platinum. Yeah, yeah, right. It, it was huge. It was the biggest selling album uh, in 2005. So it's a massive album, but have you ever listened to the album from start to finish? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Martin has. <laughs> Glenn, times. David? I didn't even know who they were, mate, before tonight. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't. I'd heard a song or two, but definitely go and check out the album. Good. You'll enjoy it. Awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you all, guys. Mm. Um, so let's move on to the movies. So what did you think of 2004 as a movie year? There's a lot of crap. There was a lot of yeah. crap. There was a lot of crap. Wish washing. Wish washing. Yeah, I went through the list. And went, oh lord. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I did. I I did beginning, find a beauty, absolute beauty. Beginning so. to the end for mainstream. I mean, I mean, the Marvel stuff took over and that, but television was starting to ramp up because you'd had the Sopranos in the late nineties. This was Breaking Bad era, and you've got. Um, yeah, Deadwood Dead, was stuff, another. Right? Deadwood was another great series. Yeah, it's it's the advent of television, you know, um, really finding its form. The golden age, as they call it, right? And so movies, I think, were starting to um, take a bit of a back seat, and that was certainly, you know, within the next decade, 
Game of I Thrones just remember everything right. being Adam Sandler. Was that the was that the era? It was like another <laughs> fucking yeah. Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, I hate that guy. And thankfully now he's kind of like relegated to Netflix movies, right? It just looks like <laughs> yeah, they bought him out and sold his side to Netflix. Yeah, true, true, Yeah. All right then. Uh, well, let's go around again. So Dave, do you want to kick us off? I've chosen a film that Glenn introduced me to back in the day. <laughs> um a quirky oh, comedy I love this film. and um so it's a bit indie it's a bit uh out there in terms of <laughs> totally um the plot and that but it's a story about friendship and loneliness um it's in a wonderful wonderful story so um i've gone for napoleon dynamite who's seen that oh i love this film Glenn, <laughs> I know you have martin you seen it oh yeah and think so i think i've so. even I got the t-shirt i've even got the t-shirt have you oh you have to vote yeah for Pedro. yeah yeah um napoleon dynamite uh, is a quirky comedy about a socially awkward idaho teen napoleon <laughs> that's putting it mildly um he helps his friend pedro run for high school class president against a popular girl summer meanwhile napoleon's eccentric older brother kip pursues online love 2004 remember <laughs> while their uncle rico is stuck reliving his glory days nothing wrong with that either uh, napoleon, back in the 82 yeah yeah in the footy team napoleon navigates daily life demonstrating unique skills especially as martial arts skills never and and navigating quirky relationships so this is i said at the opening this is about loneliness and friendship um it's it's actually a very cleverly made movie. So there was like a four hundred thousand dollar budget for this thing, um, which actually isn't a, isn't isn't too bad. Given I was watching it before, and it's like, yeah, they probably got a lot of mileage out of that because there's nothing fancy going on here, and uh, it's shot in the middle of nowhere. But they they they're basically trying to tell the story of um, how sort of isolated and lonely. Um, and this is a coming of age movie, so you know, teens can get through because of their quirky idiosyncrasies and and just uniqueness. And and so you're watching this, and there's a and every single character, um, maybe except Summer, is a bit weird in their own unique way, right? And that creates that sort of isolates them from the norm mainstream. But through through their strangeness, um, together they find friendship and uh it's it's a lovely movie it, it really is there's i mean it's a, it's a comedy so there's some hilarious parts throughout the whole thing but right at the end i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna play a bit right at the end this movie underlines the ordinary people who are borderlined from not being accepted by other people maybe because we think of them as being odd or nerdy or yes poor but the simplicity of what we all want in life and in the end is a friend and the hilarious line. I caught you a delicious bass. You want to play me? it really is uh i think i think you're right i think it is i think it's funny as hell because all these characters are weird however that you know it's probably understanding that people in neuro duress um and it's understanding that and you realize that probably napoleon is um although uncle rico when he buys that time machine online and tries to jack back to 1982 and all he does is electrify his balls it's so fucking funny it ah, <laughs> is good it, um, and he comes out and goes did it work he goes like no nah. there's, there's oh, just so much weirdness to this and and it's that's the, oh. that's the beauty of it is that they um you, you laugh at the weirdness and the quirkiness oh, but it's so actually the weirdness and quirkiness 
that they're trying to say that's that's what's you know that's why these kids are lonely that's why these kids don't don't have any friends don't fit in but through but they connect right and they they find each other and you know it's 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 a love story in, t- in, a, in a friendship sense it's it's, an, it's great i mean they've done such a good job of telling this really powerful story and um i'm gonna check this out because there's a 15 year reunion clip here on youtube of them all getting back together plus the outtakes oh, i'm gonna look forward to that oh <laughs> that sounds gold <laughs> that was I my pick martin napoleon dynamite awesome thank you so much for that um so carrying on from that well i've also chosen a comedy tonight um a film that again probably has probably become one of those films that's like quoted so often now you know in the same way it's almost like an austin powers thing you know everyone went for a stage of saying yeah baby and shagadelic for quite a long time but this movie also just like is like quotable from start to finish really um so i've gone with anchorman um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. so, <laughs> Will Ferrell. Yeah. Will Ferrell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it was the movie that kind of made his career, really. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it's it's kind of a funny movie, and although it does have a story and it is kind of tied together, it does feel like a series of sketches. You can mm. kind of break it down into like chunks as you kind of go through it. Uh, but um, it is one of those movies that I find like if it's on, I'm going to watch it. It's it's just I just you know can't turn it over because I'm just sitting there laughing my head off usually at it. Um, so um, Ron the Burgundy. story basically yeah story <laughs> basically Ron Burgundy Ron Burgundy yeah legendary newsman yeah yeah and the anchorman of a local news station uh, who wants to get picked up and, and basically become a network presenter mm. wants to present the news on a network um, and he has a, a crew of uh, kind of hangers on, <laughs> uh, including like his weatherman, who is a complete moron, um, his sports commentator guy, who's a complete creep, and his man on the streets, Brian Fontana, uh, who's just a pervert, basically. It's got a really good uh, cast, eh? It does have a great cast, yeah. Paul Rudd, um, yeah. Christina Applegate plays the, the love interest, and, and also the kind of, Almost the enemy in the movie as well, actually. Um, if you think about it, um, yeah, um, it was um, it was a film that had kind of like lukewarm reviews when it first came out, but since has kind of gone on and become sort of like a, a comedy classic. I'll give this little cookie an hour before we're doing the no pants dance. <laughs> Time to musk up. Wow, never ceases to amaze me. What cologne are you gonna go with? London gentleman or, wait. No, 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 hold on. Blackbeard's delight. No, she gets a special cologne. Uh. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. <laughs> yeah, it's made with bits of real panther. So you know it's good. It's quite pungent. Oh yeah. Ooh, it's a formidable scent. <laughs> Stings the nostrils in a good way. Yeah. Brian, I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Not enough to say, really. Um, Was there a script? Was there a script or are they just making it up as they go? A lot of it was improvised, definitely. Yeah. And in fact, there is, um, there is, um, an alternative movie basically of of like called wake up ron burgundy the lost movie which was literally <laughs> all of the alternative takes of all of the scenes of the movie basically so it's like a completely different movie so all the jokes are different but it's still following the same story which is like a brilliant idea um that also was released as well uh, did have a sequel later as well not as good um but still had a few funny bits um but yeah, as I say, just like instantly quotable, um, just very, very silly as well. Um, definitely want to kind of just like turn off the brain and just, just watch and enjoy. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's me, yeah. I've, I've never seen it, but I've, I've listened to oh. the Burgundy podcast. My God, <laughs> thing has me in stitches. He's just... He, he's, it's a pick-me-up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you just think... 
when you're like when you know you know you're going through a bit of a low patch in life and you think you know oh, it's all pretty bit bleak at the moment you listen to ron burgundy and you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's much worse i i can go he's, further down he's kind of a big deal <laughs> he's, he's just he's chauvinist he's just terrible and oh yes. yeah it's like I, I remember it coming out and thinking I didn't understand what an Anchorman really was because I'd never really watched an Anchorman and thought, well, this is a really Americanized kind of movie. But obviously, once you watch it and you understand what's going on, which doesn't takes about three seconds, uh, then you can enjoy the comedy and the comedy is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. Like so much of it is obviously improvised. And like if you, I think, I can't remember, I don't think there is like outtakes at the end of the movie, but like I've certainly seen some of the outtakes from it and the amount of corpsing, it must've taken like years to make this movie because they must've just been in, in like his utter hysterics for like 20 minutes at a time. <laughs> I, don't think, yeah. I don't think it's particularly productive in the way that they kind of produced it as a result. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, as I say, it's just hilariously funny. There's some great cameos in it as well. Jack Black suddenly appears sort of halfway through as a biker and, and, um, promptly gets into an argument with with ron burgundy on a bridge and then uh pumps his dog over the side of the bridge <laughs> which leads to to him missing the news hosting the news and his girlfriend then taking over and actually kind of like getting the role um some brilliant brilliant back and forth between ron burgundy and and um christina applegate's character as well um including him introducing her on, on set one night as Tits McGee. <laughs> to which she replies, Tits McGee wasn't able to make it tonight. <laughs> I'm Veronica. <laughs> so, she, <laughs> Christina's brilliant in this film. She, she really is. is, yeah. She, she gives as good as she gets as well. Yeah, she's great. fabulous. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Anchorman, um, if you haven't seen it, it's probably, well, it is definitely worth a watch. Go, go and check it out, yeah. All right, Glenn. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Let's see if I can do what David did. Eh? Let's give it a whirl. Do you ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mum. Oh. Have you ever felt that you're turning into something in the world? A zombie. Maybe you're not alone. Piss it. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. It is vital that you stay in your homes and avoid all physical contact with the assailants. So, what's the plan? Oh! Bash him in the head, that seems to work out. Why have we got a girl Lizzie? Because I love her. All right, gay. <laughs> All right, so I've picked Shaun of the Dead. Um, Shaun of the Dead, Edgar Wright, um, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. Um, I was on Pack a Movie Night, and I drove down to the local video shop, as he did back in the day and chose um, this wonderful new film that had come out. The guys at the shop recommended it. And I thought, oh, cool, I'll take it home. And Brian's like, what did you get? What did you get? I said, I've got Shaun of the Dead. It's a it's a romantic comedy with with zombies. And she's like, Are you are fucking kidding me? You, this is, <laughs> what is wrong with you? And I'm like, no, 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 it'll be fun. And you know what? We watched it, and it's one of her all-time favourite films now. Um, it is, one, got actually proper zombies in it, so it does actually pass the zombie test, and they are actually kind of scary and awesome. But the humour of it, it's set in England, it would never be able to pan out in, in America. Um, it's loaded with lots of funny Englishness. Um, and, you know, when they're in trouble, where do they go? Oh, well, let's go to the pub, you know. Why not? They might as well get a drink at the same time at the end of the world. So they all go there. And it's about, you know, it is a love story in itself, trying to re reconcile with his partner. Um, so, yeah, really brilliantly put together. Out of all of their films, oh, I'd 
still think I prefer this one over Hot Fuzz by just a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Um, and it's absolutely brilliant. Now, for a bit of movies and music madness, um, this scene here is brilliant. Um, and it's all about throwing records at zombies as a way to possibly take them out. Oh, no, that's the second up I ever burned! Yeah, no! Now, some of these are limited. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that? Um, I think it was Blue Monday. Yeah, that was the original pressing. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hmm. Purple Rain. Oh, uh, sign of the time. Definitely not. The Batman soundtrack. Throw it. Okay. Oh, Dire Straits. Throw it. Oh! Oh, Star Roses. Uh, no. Second coming. I like it. Oh, Chardin. That's Lizzie's. Yeah, but she did dump you. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> we talk a lot about dissing records. And then, you know, it was really great to see that, you know, Dire Straits. What do you do? We're going to throw it at them. Shade, throw it at them. Um, no, it's really fun. It's a really brilliant all ensemble cast of basically who's who of... Um, um, English acting, Bill Nighy's in it, and I think he's just got a stellar role in this. He really does. Um, I don't know what impressions, guys. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? Many times, yeah. Many, <laughs> many, many also, times. Many, many times, yeah. It's definitely a rewatchable one. Um, my favourite scene in the, in the whole thing, um, it's a very British scene. Is um, there's a part where they're kind of like sneaking around the back of all the houses to get to the pub and as they go down an alleyway there's another group coming the opposite direction <laughs> and like each member of like his crew has basically got a counterpoint but all of those actors are, are kind of like like again like comedy gold actors from like the UK it was like Matt Lucas from Little Britain and, and stuff and um there's one of the Tasman Greed from like green wing yeah. and stuff but the, there's a whole heap of them and it's just a really funny exchange if you kind of like no um the guy from black books was on the other crew wasn't he yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh and D dylan moran's in it as well right he, he's the like obnoxious not the new boyfriend but he's the the boyfriend of the friend of the girlfriend or something <laughs> so, it's quite weird um yeah again like a very quotable movie as well you know um, you want anything from the shop cornetto <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> very funny. Yeah, it is all the way. Have David and Ian, have you seen this one? No, I saw it with you, mate, at your place. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. the only thing you let me watch, you were like, You've got to watch it again tonight. You have to watch it because I want to watch it for the 14th time this month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's that good. I've, uh, I've, seen, I've seen it. I don't really like zombie movies, but. It is, a funny, a... it is a funny. It's a funny movie. Yeah, some good acting. Yeah. yeah, the zombies are almost like the secondary part, but uh, they're proper zombies though. It's proper, proper good ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not everyone's into zombies. No, no, there was a run of them, but I just like the twist on this to turn it into that amazing mm. English adventure down at the Winchester. It's a, yeah, just waiting for it all to blow over. That's right. We'll just wait to blow it <laughs> down at the pub. Yeah. Brilliant. Yep. Highly recommend. Yeah. I reckon it's a five star for me. A great soundtrack too. Some oh, totally. Stuff on that. Yeah, yeah, lots of super lots of Queen. A bit of Queen, yeah. 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 I love that. But you're my best friend and he's like his best mate's now turned into a zombie and he's like, Yeah, <laughs> you're my best friend. <laughs> it's still funny. Awesome. Okay, Ian. Do you have a comedy for us? Is it a night of comedies? Are we getting the full board? It, it is, and I quite I quite like puppets, not zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to go for a fantastic. Oh. This is the this is the funniest movie I think I've ever seen, and uh, ever, and it's uh, a movie that was uh, screenplayed by Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Pam Brady. It box office at fifty one million. I yeah. know, and uh, it also a little bit like Dave's movie. It, it touches a little bit on 
on the line, lonely sort of things. Here's a little clip for you. Why is everyone so fucking stupid? Why aren't more people intelligent like me? I'm so lonely, so lonely, so lonely and sad, real alone. There's no one, just me only, sitting on my rental throne. I work really hard and make up great plans, but nobody listens, no one understands. Seems right, no one takes me seriously. And so, I'm oh, I know. Oh, so gorgeous. <laughs> There are so many so memorable good. songs. So free, freedom oh. isn't free is one of my favorites. Oh yeah, everyone's oh. got AIDS. It's another cracker. Yeah, um, it's it's a wonderful musical actually. Oh, I tell you, there's so many good things about this movie. I, I remember it coming out, and what's um, it called? We haven't actually said oh, what it is yet. The name is Team America. Fuck yeah. yeah! Team America is a movie, and uh, if you've don't like being offended don't watch it if you've got kids don't watch it um but i remember it coming out and it was a big deal yes because it was the first movie that really was badly wrong in so many ways Edgy, and yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean it was yeah the it was the word on everyone's lips and of course you have to watch it when it's that and I just, I just love it. I just think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen because it's so wrong. I had tears uh, rolling down my oh, cheeks. Would they I, make it I, could, I could barely yeah. contain myself in the cinema. Twenty years yeah. later, would they make this now? Oh, yes. God, no. Well, yeah, they probably oh. would actually. <laughs> actually, they, they, these guys would. I mean, it's an anti-war film. It really mm. is an anti-war film. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. It's um, oh. It's well, pure genius, it, you know. It, it offends it? everybody, and I think that's what makes yeah. it so good. Yeah. Taking the piss out of so many things, and look, I think it still stacks up today. Totally. Oh, and it's also crass as well, like really, really crass in it's, a Borat sort of way. Oh yeah, that you know, there's <laughs> there's the puppet sex scene, which is yeah, so yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's that one where he's like given up on life, and he's just continually throwing up. And, it, and you think it's done, and it just keeps going, and I'm laughing, and Bronwyn's like, this isn't funny. And I'm like, no, the sake, yes, with <laughs> and I'm like, you dicks and assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I think the genius... I've forgotten of, about that one. <laughs> the, the genius of this is the same genius, and it's, it's such a clever concept when you think about it. It's the same thing that... Is, is the genius about South Park is the fact that it's animated or it's with puppets. Yeah. So you can get away with whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. And, and, it's, and it's, it's super clever. I mean, actually, if you take all, all of that that you've just said, Glenn, out of it, and if you, if you were perhaps deaf and watched it, you, the, the puppeteering's incredible. The sets yes. are incredible. The yes. detail's amazing. Yes. And they've made it, yeah, they've made it, some of it really poor, poorly done. I mean, it's just a Thunderbird kind of ripoff, right? But I just I just think it's great. I, the opening scene where they come down and destroy Paris, and uh, I love the croissants on the footpaths and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yay, right. America, yay, America, you okay. saved the day, but you destroyed Paris way worse than the terrorists ever would. I was like, oh, oh that's so America. <laughs> and the and the Durka Durka scene is just great as well with Gary. It's like Durka Durka, Durka Durka, Gary, yeah, oh, Durka Durka, <laughs> Durka Durka Jihad. It's yeah. just yeah, you gotta watch it. If you have never seen it, just treat yourself and watch a little bit of Team America. Oh, Brilliant. I love it. I think it's just I watched it on a plane with a friend on a work trip once, mm. and the people next to us were looking over at us like. <laughs> What are they watching? And I was just like in hysterics. Because it is, it is 14-year-old juvenile boy humor at points. It really is. Totally. But it's also genius as well. And a brilliant yeah. soundtrack. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, agreed. All right, I think that just about wraps us up on that tonight. But thank you guys for 2004. Ah, oh, yeah, and one one other thing I'd like to, um, if I could, Martin, just um, uh, get a plug in here for Sean O'Connor, who was on our show a few weeks back. Sean, you may remember, he's got his second solo album coming out, uh, Southern Cross, it's called, with his band, um, uh, the Sean O'Connor Band, playing live at Meow on uh, this Thursday, the 25th, 7pm, doors open. Um, entry by Koha, early bird prices somewhere around $28, general admission um, on the night's about $34. Uh, do come down, check it out. I'm going to head down myself. Uh, really looking forward to um, seeing Sean and his band live in action and um, hearing some of those top tunes as well that he shared on our show um, the other week. So, uh, yeah, come down um, on Thursday at 7 p.m. Um, look forward to seeing you there down at Meow. Cheers. Thanks, Martin. Back to you. Um, the other thing we're just going to kind of touch on really was over the weekend, we had our first um, our first live event and um, and also um, quite uh, an awesome moment in that uh, it was the first time that the four of us in person had actually been in the same room at the same time. Um <laughs> Yes. So yeah, we are all real people. Who knew, right? Yeah, not just um, <laughs> yeah, we're not just avatars. <laughs> um, it was an amazing day. Um, we we listened to Pink Floyd, "Dark Side of the Moon," in glorious Dolby Atmos sound at um, yeah. in um, an amazing store, um, Soundline yeah. in Wellington here, yeah? uh, which is like high end audio. The, the kind of high-end audio that you just kind of, you know, Fantasize. you dream about, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like fantasy setup type kind of scenario. Big big um, thumbs up to Will for hosting us. Yep. Well, I did absolutely. notice his. I did notice his vinyl. His vinyl was quite well priced. Mm. Eh? He sells sells vinyl, and it's. It, I thought that was quite well priced. Yeah, some yeah. of the stuff he had. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Some interesting stuff in there, definitely. Yeah. Martin, if I can just also perhaps add to that just a massive thank you to everyone who came along yesterday to support um support the event we really enjoyed uh hosting you and um it was it was so so good to connect with so many um uh so many friends from uh years gone by that perhaps for whatever reason life gets in the way we we don't always have time to sort of catch up um, as often as, we, as we'd like, but it was just wonderful to see so many familiar faces and uh, and have a chat to um, to those listeners of the podcast show. So, um, yeah, massive thank you to um, to everyone who came, and um, yeah, particular shout out to Will at Soundline um, and to Nikki, our wonderful photographer and videographer um, who came along on the day and captured the moments uh, for us um yeah massive thank you to everyone who came along and made it a uh, a wonderful and very memorable event uh it was also um great for us in that uh three of us uh actually kind of manned up and got on stage and actually played a few songs as well um, a few songs. Some covers yeah um it was um well for me personally i loved it i thought it was a great great day um I thought all of the work that Glenn put in to kind of mm. like help organize this and get, yeah. it, get it going has been phenomenal. And hopefully it will be the first of, of many. Let's hope, right? There's a lot of albums out there that kind of celebrate their 50th anniversary this year. So we're not sure. Um, sure the topics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, so what I thought we would do tonight just to kind of play us out is um, I'm, I'm, we're going to give you a little bit of uh a sneak preview of uh, <laughs> of one of the tracks that uh, we played together. Um, our, our band, we went with the name of Stink Floyd. And <laughs> that's F-L-O-I-D. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case we got confused with the other band that had a similar name. You know? Totally. And, um, yeah. 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 And, um, yeah, so I, I thought we'd kind of play. We, we played one original song and then we played some Pink Floyd covers. But um, I'm quite keen to play us, uh, a, a bit of the original song, which was written by Ian. Mm, um, great. Thank you. Uh, awesome. uh, it was um, yeah. a, a great night. 
So just to play us out tonight, yeah, here's a bit of um, of Ian's song. Do you want to introduce it, Ian? Finis, it's your song. Yeah, thank you. And uh, it w- yeah, thanks guys for the for the weekend traveling down to Wellington. It was great, Dave. Lynn, me stay. Appreciate it. Yeah, it was great to have you, man. Yeah, uh, and just meeting the, the some of the people that listen to the podcast as well mm. was really cool. Mm. And, um, yeah, thanks for them to listen. But this song is called "Me and You," and uh, it's going to be on the new album that's going to hopefully be out on the first of next month called Five Eyes. There'll be a link somewhere floating around. Yeah, but yeah, I hope you enjoy it. And thank you guys for playing. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah it was good really fun. Enjoyed. Totally enjoyed. Thank it. you. Yeah, great. And on that note, here's a bit of that song. Thanks for listening, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Cheers. Good night. When it's me and it's you And the sky so wide blue Picks me up and keeps me warm From a distant storm I'm a fool to myself I'm the last to get some help I'm the first to offer the goodness that I have Yeah. Mm-hmm.